Uh, so we've launched Proposition 62, the Justice That Works Act of 2016, which will replace the broken death penalty system with life in prison without the possibility of parole. So let's not just look at the money and say, gosh, we could save money. Let's do the right thing, and, and let's not throw this out. Let's fix it. Welcome to Upvote California, a podcast for California voters. This is the first episode of our 2016 California Proposition series, where we focus on each proposition on the ballot and bring on experts to discuss both sides of the issue. I'm your host, Brian Atwood. Today's episode is about Proposition 62, the repeal of the death penalty initiative, which replaces the death penalty in California with life imprisonment without parole. We are fortunate to have two experts representing both sides of the issue today. We'll be interviewing Mike Farrell, an activist and actor you'll know from his role as B.J. Honeycutt on the TV series MASH, who has been a longtime advocate against the death penalty and is the primary proponent of Proposition 62. To represent the opposing side, we have Deputy Chief David McGill from the Newport Beach Police Department and the incoming president of the California Peace Officers Association. We start each episode with a brief summary and some key facts. Proposition 62 would repeal the death penalty and replace it with life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. It would be retroactively applied to the 746 people on death row today, moving them to life sentences and also requiring prisoners to work and pay restitution to victims' families. Supporters say vote yes on 62 since the death penalty is a costly and flawed system for California. Opponents say vote no as we should mend the death penalty and not end it. Before we get to our interviews, let's take a look at some of the data. California is one of 31 states in the United States that allows the death penalty. There are currently 746 people serving on California's death row. Reasons for being on death row are torture before murder, killing of children, and the killing of police officers. 13 people have been executed in California since 1977 and no one since 2006. The state estimates we would save about $150 million per year if Proposition 62 passes. According to a study in 2011, the costs are broken down into 42% going towards pre-trial and trial cost, 20% from appeals and automatic habeas corpus appeals, 17% from federal habeas corpus appeals, and 22% from the cost of incarceration. So why is Proposition 62 on the ballot? The proposition was put on the ballot by Mike Farrell, who we will be interviewing today. Repealing the death penalty in California can only be done by proposition. It can't be passed into law by Congress and the governor. As far as campaign contributions go, about $4.5 million has been raised by the Yes on 62 PAC, with the largest donations coming from a few tech executives in Silicon Valley. The No on 62, Yes on 66 PAC has raised about $3.5 million in opposition, with the largest donations coming from peace officer organizations. At this time, we're going to air our interview with Mike Farrell, who is supporting Prop 62. Many of our listeners will know Mike from his career in TV and film as a director, producer, and actor. For more than 25 years, he was the president of Death Penalty Focus, an organization devoted to abolishing the death penalty. Mike was the principal author of Prop 62 that he's here to discuss with us today. Thank you for joining Upvote California, Mike. Thank you. I'm happy to be with you. Uh, To get started, 
I think it's helpful if you could explain briefly what Prop 62 is about and why you think it's important for Californians to vote yes. Well, certainly. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I, uh, I think it's important for people in California to understand that the death penalty system that we have in this state is broken, uh, that we have uh, uh, spent a lot of money uh, to get us to the place where we are today, and where we are today is almost 40 years into having a reestablished the death penalty. Over 900 men and women have been sentenced to death. 13 have been executed in that time. No one has been executed in the last 10 years because of problems with the system. That period of time, $5 billion have been, taxpayer dollars have been wasted, in my view, uh, on trying to make this system work. Uh, so we've launched Proposition 62, the Justice That Works Act of 2016, which will replace the broken death penalty system with life in prison without the possibility of parole. It will end the outrageous waste of time and money it takes to pursue the death penalty. It'll take condemned prisoners out of the special conditions of death row and put them to work, taking 60% of the money they earn to, to be paid as restitution to victims' families and fines and ridding ourselves of this hopelessly broken system will save California's taxpayers $150 million every year. That's the state legislative analyst's assessment of the costs. Um, I want to ask you a couple of follow-on questions on that. Uh, you mentioned replacing the death penalty with uh, life imprisonment. Um, I think a lot of people on the, the supporters of death penalty uh, would say uh, that death penalty is a deterrent for uh, criminals against the most egregious crimes. What are your thoughts about uh, life imprisonment? Is that as an effective deterrent or a better deterrent or, or maybe none of the above? Well, in fact, the uh, proponents and uh, supporters of Proposition 66, which is claiming that it will um, shorten the appeals process and save money and while killing people, um, have admitted that there is uh, no deterrent impact to the death penalty, no deterrent effect. Uh, studies have shown over the years that the death penalty does not deter, and then some argue that it, in fact, in increases violence. So from the perspective of deterrence, uh, life in prison without the possibility of parole is certainly as much of a deterrent as is the death penalty. Beyond that, if you talk to the people on death row in California, any number of them who have been on death row now in the cases of many, 10, 20, even 30 years, will tell you that for them, uh, they will say, I would rather be dead than be doing this. So if if one is interested in punishing people, a life in prison without the possibility of parole is certainly a, a punishment, a harsh punishment. Mm -hmm. you, you also mentioned the state estimated that Californians would save about $150 million a year uh, if Prop 62 passes. The other thing I read is that um, the death penalty cost uh, estimate of 18 times as much uh, as it does a life sentence. Uh, however, the proponents of Prop 66 uh, who say, let's not abolish the death penalty, let's make it cheaper uh, on the state. What are, what are your responses to that? Um, you know, how, how much cheaper can, can we make it, and, and what are your thoughts on, on that opinion? Well, that's a good question. Uh, in fact, they claim they're going to speed it up, um, and they claim that they will thereby save some of the monies that are wasted. 
their um, the legislative analysts checked their figures and they said they will they it may can conceivably save tens tens of millions of dollars I believe they said what they didn't talk about was the costs the additional costs that Prop 66 will uh, levy on the counties to whom they want to uh, spread the uh, the costs mm. so the um, the the question of the uh, I think it's important for people to understand the question of the costs because a lot of people think that it's counterintuitive to think that the death penalty costs more than keeping somebody in prison for the rest of his or her natural life. All the studies that are legitimate and recognized show that the death penalty costs 18 times more than does the cost of putting someone in prison for the rest of his or her natural life. Um, the difference is the 150 million dollars we talk about saving as opposed to the $11 million that it will take to keep these people on death row, mm -hmm. uh, I'm sorry, off death row and uh, into life without parole. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I want to shift gears a little bit and, and make it a little bit more personal since you were the, the author and, and proponent of this measure. How did you uh, personally get involved with uh, the death penalty and, and Prop 62 uh, in general? I was... Um, in the 60s, I was involved with the halfway house organization um, and worked with a lot of people who had been in prison, uh, some people who had, were headed for prison, but mm -hmm. their lives were messed up by drugs or alcohol or violence or what have you. And we took the program into prisons. And being in prisons taught me that, that prison uh, takes wounded people and crushes them. Um, and that the death penalty is really the kind of capstone on a, a really ugly anti-human system. I think we, there's much more we need to do about um, habilitating people uh, rather than rehabilitating them. These are people who have never been habilitated in the first place, hmm. uh, and we can do that in, in a true correctional system. Um, so uh, the, the death penalty has always made no sense to me. It's really kind of an anti-human thing that I think is... Uh, not only does harm to the people who are uh, executed, but also to the people who are doing the executing, and, and to those of us who, um, by extension, support it. Um, and so being a hideous waste of time, energy, and money, it just seems to me that there are ways in which we can do things that are far more productive uh, for our society, as well as being far more productive and and corrective for the people who act out inappropriately. Now, bottom line for me is I think it's immoral to kill. It's wrong. I think it demeans us. It erodes the moral fabric of our society, and I don't think we should be in the killing business. Mm -hmm. And so with that, in this particular election, has, has this been something you've been working on uh, getting on the ballot for a while, or, or did you just say Oh, I'm now, sorry. Sure. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, or now I, is the I time? Started, mm -hmm. I started working um, actively against the death penalty 35 years ago um, when I was contacted. Uh, I was doing MASH, as a matter of fact, and a minister contacted me. Um, the death penalty was um, ruled in unconstitutional in 72 and reinstated in 76, mm -hmm. not brought in here to California until 78. But um, this minister contacted me and said that we were going to have a bloodbath in this country, and he wanted some help from somebody who had visibility, as he put it, um, and would I help him? And he took me to my first death row, which was a really extraordinarily difficult experience, mm. um, one I have now repeated uh, countless numbers of times around the country uh, over these years. And every 
time I step into one of these sets of circumstances or get involved in one of these cases, I am, it reaffirms for me the idea that we are, uh, we are treating human beings as disposable, as dispensable, and that it is doing harm to all of us. Uh, in, in that process, I think, is, uh, is doing great harm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for, for sharing that with us. Um, I want to start wrapping things up because I, I know um, uh, I don't want to use too much of your time. Um, voters have a ton to think about uh, this election in particular when they go into the booth. I think there's 17 statewide measures and, uh, right. you know, in San Francisco, there's like 13 measures to think about. So if, if voters can remember one thing when they go into the booth about Prop 62, what would that be? Well, um one thing, it's a hard one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do two uh, or three, that's fine. <laughs> uh, what, what I want them to understand is that the death penalty is a broken system that can't be fixed. It doesn't work. It doesn't keep us safer. It doesn't do anything that life in prison without parole won't do except entrap and kill innocent people and cost a fortune. Um, beyond that, there, there is... There is um, it, it's difficult for me uh, as, as a as a citizen who is thoughtful and tries to be aware of what goes on to deal with things when people say, for example, well, if it takes so long to do, uh, to, to go through the death penalty, uh, appeals, why don't we just cut out the appeals? Mm-hmm. Um, what that means is that people don't understand the constitution of the United States and what its purpose is. What its purpose is, is to make sure that the justice system works fairly for everyone. And if we cut out the appeals, we would we would trap and kill more innocent people than we do now. Uh, the state of California, just in the last week, uh, the Supreme Court of the state of California overturned three death cases that they've been looking at for over ten years. Hmm. So we have we have a, a problem in this in this country trying to make the death system jive with our constitutional guarantees, and I don't think there's a way for us to do that. I think people can come to an understanding that uh, trying to scare people with horror stories about the terrible people who are on death row, um, there are awful things that have happened, and those those things do happen, but we can't pretend that revenge is a sacrament. When someone commits a terrible crime, putting that person in prison for the rest of his life is a harsh punishment. And we don't have to stoop to the level of the least among us to have justice. Next up, we have our interview with Deputy Chief David McGill. Chief McGill is the Detective Division Commander at the Newport Beach Police Department. He is a member of several professional organizations and is the incoming president of the California Peace Officers Association, which is on the list of endorsements opposing Prop 62. Thank you for joining Upvote California, Chief McGill. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. Uh, We'd like to start off by um, having you give us a brief summary of Prop 62 and why it is important for Californians to vote no on it. Sure. Prop 62 uh, would repeal, if it got the majority of yes votes, would repeal the death penalty in California and and replace it with life without parole. Uh, The interesting fact about this uh, proposition is that it applies retroactively to current death row inmates, which is important to note. So we, uh, California Peace Officers Association, along with many other law enforcement associations and quite a few other um, 
other non-law enforcement related associations are against Prop 62 uh, because we believe that the voters have over the years consistently wanted uh, the death penalty as part of a sentencing structure for the most heinous of crimes. And although the death penalty um, laws on the books uh, do need to be reformed, there is no doubt about it. They take too long to sentence somebody and to actually carry out the uh, the uh, ju- the um, sentencing. Um, we believe that uh, Proposition 66, which we won't talk about today, but certainly that would be something that we'd be in favor for to mend uh, the rules involving the death penalty rather than just doing away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned that there are um, a lot of different police organizations and departments that are uh, opposing 62. Um, can you talk about some of the the reasons for that, why it's kind of overwhelming um, opposition from from uh, police officers and, and peace, peace uh, officials? Sure. Sure. We, you know, we in law enforcement, we see the worst of the worst, and we unfortunately have the duty of responding to many incidences where uh, murders have taken place or other egregious crimes. So we see firsthand the victims, uh, the result of a murder, for instance, the families that are uh, associated with those kind of crimes. And over the years, we believe, uh, just through our experiences, that Uh, In those certain instances, which are very, very few of the total criminal justice system, very, very few cases end up with a death penalty case. So they're very well thought out and they're very few and far between. But of those, those are the most heinous, most egregious crimes on the face of the earth. And we believe that it is a deterrent to those that may feel that murdering somebody or torturing somebody and raping and killing uh, they may, if they get away with it, or at least if they get caught, they won't have the death penalty. We think it is a deterrent. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, proponents of this proposition will point out that it is, they think that it's not a deterrent. Well, certainly to petty thieves and you know the other 99% of uh, the criminals out there that don't do heinous murders, then Uh, it doesn't apply to them. So if you make a general statement like that, I can see where they might say something like that. But for us, we believe it is a deterrent. And if you really look at the numbers over the the past uh, decades, since 1992, when when the death penalty was resumed, um, we have 1,000 murder-plus victims. We have 226 children. And we actually have 43 police officers Mm -hmm. um, and, and their families and all the people associated with them. So there are there are impacts all down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad you um, brought up the issue about uh, the deterrent uh, and the and the fact that you think it isn't a deterrent. Is that um, based on um, research or is that based on your your experience and and working through some of these cases? Well, I think in in any. Uh argument on any issue, but particularly for sensitive issues like this death Mm -hmm. penalty, I think each side would gladly dig up research and statistics, Mm -hmm. uh, could be be professional uh, research, it could be anecdotal as well. And and when I say that, I'm comfortable in my belief, in my experiences, and through the California Police Officers Association, where we touch thousands and thousands of police officers every year. 
um, you know, in history since 1921, when our association came to light, uh, we believe that that experience tells us that it is a deterrent. And it may not be at this stage. And that's why, uh, unfortunately, I'm pointing to another proposition. I don't want to get away from from this one, but certainly 66 is what we feel is a great argument, a counter argument to getting away from the death penalty. Don't get away from the death penalty. Let's fix it. Certainly there are appeals after appeals after appeals, and it takes forever, 10, 20, 30 years before a convicted murderer ever gets his sentence uh, um, adjudicated or or, um, uh, completed. Uh, and that's way too long. There's where the money is, and there's where the time and effort and the court costs and, and all those things that go along with it and the trauma to the victim's families go on and on and on. That needs to be worked on. And certainly if you do that, let's, do, let's try that. Our, our belief is let's, let's do that first. And, you know, the mantra we live by is let's mend it. Certainly, we mm-hmm. think there's room for improvement on that. Let's mend it before we just throw it out the door. Right. I think... A lot of the criticism that uh, the death penalty get is that it, it costs the taxpayers a lot of money. I think the state estimates if Prop 62 passed, it would save $150 million a year. But it sounds like what you're saying is that um, in, instead of getting rid of it completely, you can amend it and still um, save a lot of that, that taxpayer money. Is that Absolutely. Is that Oh, absolutely, and I'm glad you brought that up because I do see that in printed material from the proponents, and right. and to a layperson like me, you know, to just some Joe like like me, that's just you know I'm a working guy, and you know, 150 million dollars seems like a lot of money, but let's put that into context, please, for the whole state of California, where our budget is 167 billion dollars, 150 million dollars, quite frankly, and I don't want to sound facetious about it, but is a, a drop in the bucket is nothing. It is very, very small change in terms, if you even look at not only the state budget, but the budget of the correction system is, is huge. It, it dwarfs that amount of money. And if you fix or mend or amend the system, uh, I think you can cut that down significantly. But it's not just about the money, and I want to caution your, your um, visitors uh, about the money. I mean, let's not get locked into the money. Sure, mm-hmm. it's important, but let's do the right thing. Let's do the right thing for the victims, for their families. Uh, for those, all those other folks affected by these only the worst murder folks that we have to deal with. Uh, so let's not just look at the money and say, gosh, we could save money. Let's do the right thing, and, and let's not throw this out. Let's fix it. Okay. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. Uh, California voters have a, a lot of issues to think about when they go into the uh, voting booth. Uh, in November, they have 17 state propositions. If, if there's one thing that you want our listeners to take away when they see Prop 62 on the ballot, um, what would that one thing be? You know, on, on all things, not just 62, I think my experience uh, tells me when we, when we get into problems with folks not voting in a certain way or not, my, my advice to everybody is please take the time to read everything that you can about each proposition, but certainly about this one, this important one. And also don't forget about Prop 66. That's a tag along to this about fixing the system. Uh, The voters have looked at it over the years. They've consistently kept the death penalty. That's for a reason. Let's fix the death penalty. But please read the proposition and please understand it in all sides, both sides, and then make an educated decision and, and we will live with that. 
That wraps up our episode on Proposition 62. We thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about supporting Prop 62, check out www.justicethatworks.org or yeson62.org. If you'd like to learn more about opposing Prop 62, check out noprop62yesprop66.com or check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Upvote California. We'd love to hear from you there or on our website. Thanks again for listening. See you at the polls.